Hi, Gene. Hey, Josh. Welcome back to Noob Talk Radio, uh, episode 22, I think. Uh, wait, wait, wait. No, How got, are you compared to two weeks ago? I've got a better, I've got a better one. Hold on. I wish I was in hell with the case of the clap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm doing acceptable. Good, good. I, I won't go as far as to say I'm good. I won't go as far as to say I'm bad. <laughs> acceptable is acceptable. acceptable. I am, I am uh, uh, operating at an acceptable level of quality today. That's good. That's good. <laughs> it's um, what I think that my employer wants my work to be rather than outstanding is maybe just passable passable, and don't yeah. ruffle any feathers. Sure. Maybe stop trying to be so damn artistic uh, and just, you know... Do your fucking job. Dot, dot the T, cross the T's and dot the I's. Yeah, well. <laughs> uh, but that's something else. Uh, so, yeah, we've got um, very broad general discussion stuff that we wanted to, that I guess I was really keen to, to tackle, uh, and some that I'm less keen, perhaps. And then um, six, seven. Yeah, we got seven little news news thingies to drop here. Some of them are just like a sort of game games coming out or whatever, but uh, things that caught my interest. And, uh, yeah. You want to talk about Cyberpunk? Cyberpunk it is. Uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, there's not really much actual news to go with, along with this. So there was a big uh, strategy update video published by uh, CD Projekt CEO Adam Kaczynski, or joint CEO as the case may be. And um, it's a pretty dry sort of investor kind of like company memo talk thing. It seemed to be, yeah. So a lot of other websites uh, reported on this too. For example, I looked at the uh, the IGN article about. Um, I think they had a very IGN is really good with their. Um, they're good at titling articles. Yeah, IGN wrote this article. CD Projekt promises not to confuse anyone again. Dash then confuses everyone again, <laughs> which is exactly that's one of the best headlines. That's that a I've very seen. good headline. It's an extremely good headline. <laughs> Uh, and then I also read um, a PC Gamer article that I don't think I have with me at the moment, but it was. Yeah, just a PC Gamer article saying the same. CD Projekt has decided to reconsider Cyberpunk multiplayer. So, and then, yeah, there was the Forbes article you sent over where the guy was like, it's cancelled, which is definitely not, yeah, not, not true. Case, yeah. uh, so I went over to see the strategy update video just to see you know, like what's, what was actually stated here. And it was a little hard to get through, mm. <laughs> but um, I watched most of it. And uh, it was interesting. I mean, well, here's a quote off the IGN article from the, the, the video. So this is Adam Kaczynski saying, Previously we hinted that our next AAA would be a multiplayer cyberpunk game, he explained. But we have re decided to reconsider this plan given our new, more systemic and agile approach. Instead of primarily focusing on one big online experience or game, we are focusing on bringing online into all of our franchises one day. So there's that quote. Um, and then later on in the video, he also goes on to say there's a bunch of stuff that people are reporting on this too, that um, they're changing their focus to develop all of their uh, IPs Online. at yeah. the same time, right? So it almost it also kind of makes sense that he would say something like we're we're, we're expecting to bring multiplayer into all our franchises at some point in time because he's also saying that they're going to work on everything at the same time. Mm. It kind of makes sense. It's sort of like he's trying to say we're not putting our eggs in one kind of development right. basket. Right. You know, like we have a lot of stuff to manage. We're going to try and do all of it. Mm -hmm. They expanded to uh, they acquired I think Canadian uh, development team. I want to say Digital Scapes. Maybe I, I could be getting that name wrong, but they acquired a Canadian Vancouver-based uh, development team who already since 2018 was working on cyberpunk stuff. Okay, um, they've been like contracting, uh, and they sort of you know brought them into the fold. They're changing their name to I think CD Projekt Vancouver now, um, and they're presumably going to be a big component of the multiplayer, right? Because they're a multiplayer-focused team. So. Right, right. I do remember that. Yeah, um, and. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of don't know where to start here. Like the in terms of actual news, there really isn't anything because what they promised before was that you know Cyberpunk was going to come out with a standalone multiplayer. Uh, that I standalone? No. It, what it was declared as was there was a CD project. I want to say investors call mm -hmm. uh, before the game came out. Uh, that was transcribed by some internet guy that I tried to go check the source and they wanted me to like sign up to stuff and I was just like, forget it, it's mm -hmm. fine. But basically there was a transcribed, oh, maybe earnings call, sorry. Uh, and during that call, um, CD, CD Projekt described the Cyberpunk and multiplayer as we envision this as a standalone product beside the, the main game that will come out at a, at a later date. Okay. So that's sort of what they initially said. Okay. Um, but obviously it was, plans are pretty vague, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, so the only real news is that they have sort of said that they haven't even really explicitly said they're not going to make the standalone game. They're just saying 
rather than focusing on this specific thing, we're going to try to make a sort of a platform for everything. Right. And bring it to everything. Right. Which to me means like, yeah, Cyberpunk will be online at some point, just like Same The Witcher, here. right? Like, uh, yeah. I mean, as opposed to a standalone online Cyberpunk game. Yeah. But, I mean, who knows? 100%. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I get from it too. Um, I mainly take the takeaway of like, Okay, it sounds like what he's sort of, if you try to read between the lines, uh, what he's saying here is mostly just that everyone needs to simmer down about Cyberpunk multiplayer for a while. And, like, it's not coming soon. You know, we're restructuring things. We're going to figure it out. Like, we want to put multiplayer in everything. Um, and it's kind of, you know, the, I guess the bad part for us, I'm a fan, right, for a Cyberpunk fan, is that that... That's definitely not a clear statement of there will be multiplayer in Cyberpunk. No, it's not like at all. probably, you know, yeah, yeah. and we want to. It's Maybe just... probably sometime. Exactly, and that's to be expected. It's like that's not a surprise. It's just kind of like, I guess my my only objection as an actual consumer uh, is that I do feel like similar to the way that they sort of misled people about how the game ran on on base gen consoles. Um, it's again kind of like a. It's a bit of a dropping the ball in terms of they really did say there was going to be a multiplayer standalone product, and they made it clear that it was like it's really a thing. It's coming. Mm-hmm. It's standalone. It's going to be in probably the next year. Like it's going to come for sure. Don't worry about it. You know, and that kind of was used to promise that to people in a way that I think encouraged a lot of people to buy the game, myself included. But well, no. But the thing is, the standalone means that you don't need to own the game to play online, right? Um, I guess. A separate game. I mean, I think they never sort of, like, what I took it to mean was maybe something along the lines of, like, it could be a different app running in the same thing. I don't know. You know, yeah, well, like, that's what I don't get, yeah. Cause, I, like, I, I took just it, took it as distinct from the single player, whatever yeah, that means. Because to me, standalone means a completely different product that you'll have to buy from, you know, you'll have to pay top dollar for again, you know, because um, yeah. it's a new game, as yeah. opposed to an addition to an already existing game, you know? I think you're right. I think that's what most people take that to mean. Mm. Yeah. Um, So just, you know, it it sucks in the sense of it's, again, a really heavily mixed messaging surrounding the launch of the game. And that is really annoying. (laughs) Like, um, I mean, I'm a little pissed off because I did feel that that was a a big push of why I got into the franchise to Mm. begin with, right? Like... I was like, this sounds like an amazing single-player RPG. It's got first-person combat. I think I'm into it. I I like the world. I would have bought it uh, just knowing that... Just because online was coming. Yeah. Like, eventually, I I would have just bought it just to have it. And eventually, you know, like, I wasn't buying it off the bat, but eventually I would have done it for sure. But now I'm like, "Eh, I I mean, I feel like every conversation that you and I have had about the game has been basically you being like, I kind of want to buy it. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about it a lot. If it was on the store, and you were like I would really have close it 100%. to it. If it was still on the PlayStation yeah. Store, I would have bought it like ages ago, um, for sure, no question. Um, but maybe yeah. if we play the role playing game, you'll, you'll, you'll it'll push you. The chances are, <laughs> it'll make me order a copy on uh, online or something, you know, like on Amazon or something. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, you know, it's too bad for someone like you because you were excited about that mm-hmm. and. You know, it's not that it's not coming. It's just that the unclearness now. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, well, you can't count on that. But even the know? promises, you can't really count on anymore. You know, like uh, I suppose. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Trusting that's companies the for their promises. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of the problem with our like alpha culture, beta culture. Like you know, the way that like games are released now, not necessarily as finished products. Mm. In a lot of cases, it's kind of a sim- it's symptomatic of that. I think mm. the sense that you know we've accepted as gamers in a lot of cate- in a lot of places that like. We're just going to get on board with stuff, and they promise us things, and we assume they'll deliver, but we don't know. Right. And right. We're, we've gotten used to that idea, so it's like... Yeah, yeah, that's why it's yeah. not cool. You know, like, it's um, not cool. Yeah, no, it's not cool. I kind of wish, I guess, from the strategy update video, like, what would make me happy if I was watching that as a consumer of Cyberpunk, just from, like, a, you know, do I put my money in this or not sort of uh, standpoint, would be, like, if he just clearly said something like, we don't know what we're doing. Right. Wait. Right. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? But they're or, a company. They can't for the stock uh, of course, and of all course. that. I mean, I, I kind of get it, but at the same time, it's kind of like yeah, shitty for the end user. Well, you could also acknowledge the fact that, you know, we recognize that we promised this to you and that we fucked up on that mm-hmm. and reneged. And like, yes, we deserve negative flack for that. We're sorry. Uh, and we will update you as soon as we have 
You know what I mean? That would be good. Like, yeah. I mean, that would also be, like, fine. Like, <laughs> it just, you know, stuff like this, it's kind of like, oh, okay, so it's, again, just some super weak, vague, and we're just going to gloss over the fact that you actually said you were going to do this before. It's like, eh, I don't know. It's kind of shitty, but at the same time, no matter what they say, people are going to get pissy. Um, well, that's a good point. Like, so, I don't know. That's a really good point. It's like they can promise something, they can not promise, they can be honest, they could lie. Yeah. People are going to find something to be pissed off at anyways. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I mean, I get it. They they got to... They have to please their investors. I mean, primarily, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. To make the product, to then get, you know, I don't absolutely. Know. Well, their investors are pissed too because uh, also after the strategy update video, well, their stock dropped like huge. Oh, I didn't actually Cyberpunk. notice that. Oh, I did. Yeah, I thought you were going to say after the strategy update no, video. <laughs> no, no. Oh man, that would suck. Eh? Like, <laughs> that would suck. Yeah, but they might have. I mean, I didn't check. You know, but um. Yeah, at the end of the video, which is not in this presentation, um, it's, but it's recorded on several other websites that were transcribing the, the calls and stuff. Because it's, I think it's also they have a Q&A after with investors, okay. which is not shown. Um, but in that Q&A, several of the, like lots of the investors were asking direct pointed questions about the existence or lack thereof of multiplayer. And like, you know, can you just tack this down for us? Because we kind of want to know if we're going to put money into you. Mm-hmm. And um, he basically just dodged every single... I mean, just to, to your point about the investors, he dodged every question. Yep. So they're clearly not happy. Just like politicians. You know? I mean, like, um, yeah, totally, totally. Like just word soup, you know? Yeah. It's like verbal diarrhea. Pretty much, just... pretty much. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I mean, I, I wrote down several talking points about this. We basically covered everything. I guess my main sort of, you know, uh, sentiment for me was just kind of just like, can you just be clear with your messaging? Yeah. Which obviously, like you say, they can't. No. <laughs> you know, but. And I mean, it would be nice, but, you know. That doesn't stop me from wanting better. Of course not. Of <laughs> you know, course not. Like, yeah, and, yeah. and should expect them to be better too. You know, it's just yeah. again reality. Like, uh, I guess. Yeah, it's just you know they took such a huge reputation hit when this whole with this whole cyberpunk thing to begin with, uh, and how well, they handled it. You I know, mean, and it's like it's not helping. The Witcher. After The Witcher, I was like, I, I I didn't play it at the beginning or anything, but I loved The Witcher so much that I didn't think that they could fuck up cyberpunk. Yeah. Really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After this, I'm like, their next game, I would definitely wait. Um, I yeah. wouldn't be too eager for anything that they do after how this has been dealt with, you know? It's hard to separate, like, what is us not remembering the launch of Witcher versus all the press this launch has. I didn't play PS4 right? at the time. Neither did I. I mean, I didn't play, but anecdotally, like, a lot of people say that after that, you know, the Witcher was very, actually very similar and that oh, really? people just kind of don't remember. Okay. You know, because, like, what we remember is the, well, how the good, good stuff, it is. Well, the good stuff, like, the end product, like, uh, exactly. what, how it was fixed. But, yeah, like, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, that's it. A lot of people say we forget how broken Rich Witcher was at launch. Yeah. So, it's hard to say. Right? And, like, a lot of other games, too. You know, like, uh, games that we loved and adored, like Skyrim. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. To this day, is still broken, right? Like, totally. Uh, I mean, it's loved, but... It's a broken piece of shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. An amazing piece of shit. But a broken piece. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, also to that point, um, just on the on the point of whether or not it'll become what we would like it to be, uh, there was just a huge patch. Uh, patch 1.2 mm-hmm. came out. Um, I have had... S- I was going to say some experience, but I guess it's really a lot of experience. <laughs> I've had a lot of experience with it. And, um, you know, they really... I mean, they, they were fixing a lot of stuff. Like, good, good. it doesn't... It isn't suddenly amazing, but... I mean, you should see the patch list notes, man. It's like, it's fucking like pages. Like, just of like bug squashed during quests. So like basic bug squashed while walking around. Um, some updates in terms of like people were having their vehicles stuck. So they introduced some sort of like rocking system so that you can get your vehicles out of like messes that they might, they might get into. It seems pretty minor. I never had that problem, but like, I, I guess great, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, a thing with the, the the big like update in this one was like, so a lot of, most people are sort of um, poo-pooing on it because it's like so, they're like, this is such a small thing. Like, why are you making a big deal out of it? But I think it's nice. Like, they tweaked the way the cops work so that, because um, what was happening before was that police would like kind of spawn in beside you if mm-hmm. you make a crime rather than like having an organic sort of chase kind of um, so they made it so that police now will like spawn outside of your perimeter and then come towards you good to just make it look like oh they have to actually chase you mm-hmm. and they added these like new like weaver and drones that are like cop drones that'll okay. like try to identify you and like lock down your coordinates kind of thing nice. it's neat whatever you know like I mean it's like small stuff but yeah whatever that in and amongst another huge list of bug fixes and like up to and like other things tweaked you know it's Mm -hmm. like it's kind of cool um so it does seem like they're working on it Um, that's good that's good that's good um yeah and and I guess I I think for me a a final thing to call out from the strategy update video was they had a big analysis uh like picture 
where they showed what they're planning for all their franchises and how they're integrating these various factors like single-player gaming, next-gen stuff, expansions, online experience, mobile. And basically, in this list, they have they have The Witcher uh, listed as... They have three categories for these things. Uh, long-term consideration, in the pipeline, and available now. Uh, and they list The Witcher as having multiplayer that is available now, which yeah, I have no idea what that means. Yeah, that's, uh, I don't either. <laughs> as far as I can tell, there is no multiplayer for The Witcher, but maybe they're referring to Gwent. I haven't booted it up in ages, so... I have no idea. Um, I'm but tempted to try, though, and see. It's weird, yeah. I, I googled it, and I didn't find anything. Okay, well. But whatever. Um, and But the, the thing that I thought was nice, which was kind of like sort of a little bit more concrete confirmation than other than his actual verbal messaging was that uh, cyberpunk in this big diagram is listed as having um, online experience quote-unquote in the pipeline mm -hmm. so that seems to indicate that it's like clearly it is still being worked on right right it's just the way it's gonna happen is like mm -hmm. maybe not what they originally thought right you know um yeah i mean i don't know I, that's kind of i think that's sort of all i have to say about it fair enough yeah. um i've been playing the game a lot uh, I, I really like it you're on your second character now Second character, nice. yeah, restarted. I'm like 60 hours in. Um, I'm still doing mostly non-main story stuff. Did you finish with your first character? No. Okay. No, I was... It's kind of hard to say, but like I was actually... I think I played less on my first character than... Okay. I maybe logged like 20, 20 25 hours maybe? Well, to learn stuff and like know what you want and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I kind of, you know... So I've been ex getting excited about the role-playing game, which hopefully we'll, we'll dip into a little bit later. But... I think one of the coolest things about the game is that I didn't realize this before, because the role-playing game is actually, it's a 100% set in Night City, like the base book, right? Mm -hmm. So it re everything really is exactly the same. It uses all the same places and characters and stuff. It's a little bit in the future, but it's the okay, yeah. exact same area. So one thing that's really cool about the game is that it actually is a perfect visual simulator of Night City. Nice, nice. If you're playing the tabletop game and you want to know what like, Night City looks like, you can actually just go play the game and drive around the neighborhoods and give yourself a really nice visual image of like what stuff how stuff works, you know? Nice. nice. I don't know. Yeah, it's I didn't realize how much of a simulator for the tabletop game world it is hmm. before, you know, but that's really cool. Um also, I got a motorbike in the game now, and uh, it's, I gotta say, it's a lot more fun driving oh, yeah? around on a motorbike okay, than in a okay. car. Yeah, it really feels it feels really good. But nice, um, nice. Oh, yeah, I heard that something about a, a tweak in the, the riding of bikes, too. Um, oh, to yeah? Make, yeah, they, they did something in the update. That may have, I think that update happened after I, like, it. I had never even ridden a bike before okay. the update, so okay. I, I, don't, I don't think I would know. <laughs> I can't even remember it what it was. It feels good after. Yeah. It's weird, man. Cars felt worse, but the bike feels great. Hmm. But the car, I was like, oh, this accelerates a little bit slower than my car did before. It's really annoying because I have to drive everywhere. Hmm. I don't know, you know, but listen, they'll get there eventually. Yep, yep. I mean, they're working on it. It, it doesn't seem like they're going to stop. So, good, good. You know, we'll see what happens. I still think the game as is is like, it's a pretty good product. You know, like I don't really have that many complaints. Oh. Um, you want to move on to yeah. adaptive, adaptive difficulty? Yeah. Here, let's read the headline real quick. Okay. So this is just so everybody knows, this is EA patenting adaptive difficulty system. Uh, there was a small update on the IGN article that I got this from um, indicating that this is not a different patent, patent from the patent they already filed in 2016, uh, which is kind of saying that EA is sort of being very careful to be like, we're not putting this in our stuff, guys. Don't worry. This is just the same patent. We're just renewing it. Nobody get, nobody get antsy. Like, this isn't suddenly going to be in everything. It's mm -hmm. not in any of our games right now. So there's a bit of that going on. Mm -hmm. but yeah. Um, should we? I mean, I guess we should probably say what this is. Yes, yeah, people yeah, don't. People might not know. Do you? Do you want to just? No, go ahead. Uh, well, I guess to summarize, um, basically, yeah, it's a patent from EA for an adaptive difficulty system that I think they refer to as the DDS in the document, dynamic difficulty system. Okay. But basically, it's a system for. There's a whole lot of like um, sort of James Bond supervillain lingo in this document. <laughs> um, and th this is a super classic EA type uh, policy. Um, but basically it's a, a system that can alter difficulty, what's well, unclear, but seemingly alter difficulty on the fly for players to both tweak the difficulties so that they are always having the difficulty at a level that's good for them, but also to a big part of the patent lists, the fact that... Um, 
you want to keep gamers in games for as long as possible. So if you can tweak, and we have data gathered on the average times people play our games for. So if someone always plays a game X, game X for two hours, and then suddenly starts playing it for only 45 minutes, you know, we want the dynamic difficulty system to adapt so that the game they keep changes, playing, yeah. so that the game keeps you playing it for the whole time that you would normally sit down to play games. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as a person who struggles with video game addiction personally, I think this is uh, quite evil and horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I mean, you know. What... Yeah, no, I'm kind of with you on that. I mean. What do you think about it? It's like, <sighs> yeah. And you were saying from the beginning, like, it's, you know, you got to watch out when people patent anything. Anything right? in a game. But, like, this doesn't seem like the worst thing, you know? Um, like, I don't know. Perhaps I, not. I, I, I don't think it's great. Uh, the addictive part of games, I think, is kind of bad, you know? Like, because uh, certain games, like, really do terrible things. Like, Ark is probably the worst I've ever seen. It's really bad. I mean, you have to be logging on all the time, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, every couple of days at least just to maintain, you know, but even just to play, it's like it requires a stupid amount of real world time. Uh, they know that, but I don't know. It, it's got an addictive part to it for sure, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, and it's not great. Like, uh, <laughs> it's not great when it ruins, you know, people start fucking up real world stuff for a video game. You know? Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. Um <laughs> I think I, I don't know something, something about this just makes me really easily dismiss this as like classic EA and just move on with my life <laughs> but you know it is very bad and it's it's potentially it could be very negative for people because if someone plays a game usually for two hours and one day for whatever reason wants to play it for one hour if the game artificially tries to make them still play for two hours well, that's yeah, pretty nasty yeah but if EA patents this and it's only EA games that do that that's not a bad thing that's a really good point right like, then I'm okay for it then it's like fuck you EA uh-huh. And okay, everyone else. So it's kind of changing my idea on the patenting ideas in video games yeah. to being like, well, I don't like this idea anyways. So yeah, you can keep it. And I just won't play EA games, you know? Well, that actually really makes sense. Um, yeah. But and previously, we were talking about how the Nemesis uh, system being patented, or I guess everybody was talking about how the Nemesis system being patented is bad for game development overall mm-hmm. because it prevents innovation like it doesn't yeah. allow companies to make new new ideas and iterate on stuff that people have previously established mm-hmm. and i mean i 100% agree with basically everyone like it is very very bad yeah it's bad to it's not good systems yeah. like this but this system is bringing out the addiction in people like are trying to yeah. latch on to their it's trying to make them more addicted it's, right it's like, there's a there's a both a really nefarious way you can look at it and a really not nefarious way you could look at it mm-hmm. and the non nefarious way is just it's trying to make the game easier for you if it's too hard if you're struggling with difficulty mm-hmm. and i i think that personally and artistically that is the absolute worst way that you can design games but i've never been really interested in the way ea designs games you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i don't go to them for that kind of like i don't look to them for artistic uh, no. you know mastery like i look to other companies for that right? right so that's the non-negative way and then yeah the negative way is exactly what you're saying which is trying to keep people in longer yeah and i mean whatever again i get it too like uh you do want people to play your games you know but again like if you're latching on to an if you're trying to trick the brain into putting more time into it it's kind of like mm, i don't know yeah so yeah not really for the patenting of game ideas or game mechanics but um as far as this one goes, like... It does seem a little bit like a very EA-specific thing. I kind of don't care, you know? Like, it's like um, EA patenting its own evil uh, yeah, loot, it's loot like box just, practices. It's kind of like, screw EA, who cares? Like, uh, one thing I did write down was, do you think there's any link between this and, say, for example, because there are some similarities to the Left 4 Dead... Um, what did they call? I'm trying to remember the name now. Yeah, uh, Left 4 Dead's AI director system. Because Left 4 Dead had a similar AI system operating in it where it would alter the face of engagements on the fly. Because, you know, and to, I guess to back up for a second here. So Left 4 Dead had a very movie-like structure. Mm-hmm. It was structured into exact things that were designed to be um, gameplay bites that were designed to be chewed in about an hour and a half. Okay. Right? There was It was supposed to be about an hour and a half to two hours of gameplay, about the same as a movie. A lot of things in the game were had movie posters. There was a lot of movie theme going on. 
and you were designed to play it in that amount of time. So the AI director, you select a difficulty level, and the AI director would tweak things up or down depending on how well or poorly you were doing. Okay, yeah. Right? Like, if you're doing too well, it would try to slow it down with a bit of extra difficulty, so that, and if you're doing too badly, it would try to make things a bit easier for you. Right. So that the experience was always around that length. Mm-hmm. Even though, and while still in keeping with normal difficulty, hard right, difficulty, right. harder. And that was, I mean, that was applauded at the time for a really innovative and interesting system. Do you think that this could have impacts for systems like that in the sense that the similarity could allow EA to try and block people from making... Yeah, well, I don't know, because, like, also Hunt Showdown, right? Uh, similarly, match makes with people with a similar uh, KD. That's true. Death. Um, I forget what the system is. It's uh, E something or other. Um, and it's one of the only games like that, I think. And that's super cool, but yeah, if it does fall into the same kind of thing and they can no longer do that, then that yeah. does change things, you know? And that's the problem, like, where the, the problem could be, right? <laughs> Is that <laughs> any kind of dynamic difficulty system, it could be said was similar to the right. same thing in anything else, right? Yeah, like, which is a problem. That that could be a problem, but I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to just sort of see where it goes, I guess. But yeah. just to shine the spotlight a bit on these types of game patents and how they are probably, in most cases, pretty caustic for the industry in general as a very broad statement right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Um, imagine if a first person shooter was patented you know like only one company yeah right you know like Like imagine if doom was patented or third person or any of that i mean if doom was patented then there would be no first person genre looting or any any major mechanic in uh, games like (laughs) that would be uh, awesome looting it's such a good like anything like uh there's so many yeah taking cover i mean uh ea patents looting we're back Mm-hmm. Hi everybody. I will. I promise. If Chris is still listening, I will insert a segment break there. But yeah, we had to uh, just take a quick pause for some some chow. We finished before uh, right just closing on um, the adaptive difficulty system patent stuff. Right. Yeah. So let's move on to PlayStation closing PS3 and PS Vita storefronts. Uh, I mean, in terms of the actual news, um, I will have to take a quick look to see the dates, but. Basically, uh, Sony is finally just confirming that uh, it's enough for the PS3 and the PS Vita. Uh, I, I'm not that familiar with the, the old tech, but I think the PSP store has been closed for a while now, Okay. if memory serves. Uh, so yeah, this is the they, they just gave the actual announcement that PS3 and Vita will close down their stores. Um, and that's happening for PS3 on July 2nd and for Vita on 27th of August. Um, yeah. I think that's pretty fair. I think it's pretty fair too. I mean, if you're still playing PS3 games, and like I don't know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, don't think know I think that's basically exactly what I wrote in my in my uh, just, talking points. If you're still playing like, PS3 anybody... games, just go to a pawn shop and buy them all for like four bucks, <laughs> and like you'll be good. You know, like yeah. I still have like hundreds from when I lived next to the pawn shop. Yeah. And, uh, so you don't care at all, basically. No, no, I, I don't care at all. Also, um, I I thought it was funny that um, you know this this news was making the rounds of like all the sites, mm-hmm. and I feel like. Um, there was a little bit of like they were trying to spin this as in in, in like public public outrage uh, sort of mm. things in places. People should be upset like, about this. Yeah, kind of like you know like why didn't they warn us or like you know how I don't I don't know. When did the I don't PS3 really get. Out? I don't know. A long time ago. A long time ago. Yeah, I mean like, at least okay. fifteen years ago, more I think, probably twenty. Yeah. Probably. Like, isn't PS4 out for like ten years now? I feel like something it. like that. So it's got to be another, like, eight or something? Or it was a long time ago. Like, uh, I mean, I didn't even know there was an online store for PS3 when I played it. Um, I don't think I had the internet when I played PS3. Yeah. Honestly. Um, I'm not even joking. Sure, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, neither, neither. And I, I, maybe at the end. At the end, I the probably beginning. did, yeah. yeah. But at the beginning, I certainly didn't. And... Actually, I'm lying. I only had, I only got PS3. I was a late adopter. Hmm. Uh, I was the Xbox 360 guy. Okay. And then I got PS3 at the very end, right before PS4 came out, just to play Last of Us. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, and really didn't look back. Yeah, I was like... Yeah, it was worth it. Yeah, no, it was to- I was like, I can't believe I almost didn't play that. Hmm. Like, I'm so happy I got a system. It really was one of the greatest gaming experiences I've ever had. It was very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, you know, the, store, the stores are closing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not... There's, you're still going to be able to... They have confirmed that you can still re-download anything you purchased. So they're not... They're just closing it for new purchases. Well, also, like, pretty much... I don't know about all PS3 games, but, like, aren't most of them on PS Now? That's a really good point. I thought um, they were. I 
know so little about PS Now, but, but I think you're right. But like, it's just, again, I don't know how many people actually play on a PS3, but it's like, if you're playing a PS3 yeah. game on a PS4, it That's, doesn't... You can't, it, yeah. Like, I, You've got to be playing on an actual PS3. Right. How many of those consoles are That's still in like, active saying. circulation? You know, like, yeah. how much does it actually matter? It's like... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. They, I mean, personally, I'm kind of shocked that they haven't done this sooner. Right? Like, yeah. did they stop the production of Nintendo cartridges, too? And, like, oh, shit, is that, like, do we need <laughs> yeah. to cause an uproar about that? Well, I'm, I'm way exaggerating here. But. Yeah, no, but that's actually one of the talking points I did write down, is that there is a little bit, I guess the only interesting angle for me here is, because we do live in a different ecosystem now, where it's like the primary method of purchase in some cases can be digital. Mm-hmm. So it's a little weirder now than it used to be because now the way it is is like you never bought an actual tangible thing. You bought the ability to get this thing from this producer indefinitely, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you bought the game digitally to begin with on PS3 or Vita, you didn't buy it with a built-in expired, you know, expiration yeah, yeah. date of this time. Mm-hmm. So I guess the only really sort of part of this that I feel is like maybe worth discussing is does this have any interesting sort of, I don't know, um, like, pr- pr- prediction or... Like, is this saying something interesting about online stores, period? Because this is... Is this maybe the first actual large-scale closure? Has there ever... Has there been any other major digital storefronts that have closed that aren't still up? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Well, like, again, I didn't even know this kind of the first had an online store. Right. You know? Like, uh, really? They, Not until you saw this? Well, I mean, I assumed they did, but right. I, I've yeah. never actually looked at it the whole okay. time I was on a PS3. I've know? used like, it. Yeah. Um, I just... I never did. Um, again, when I, I bought my it, Last of Us digitally. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, you'll still have access to that. Like, uh, again, I don't see people yeah. currently playing on a PS3 wanting to purchase a game. Like, but will they eventually stop giving them access? That's the interesting question, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, does that have broader implications for the world we live in now, which is primarily digital? Yeah. Well, it would, right? Because, right. I mean, if you can't access, like, what they're going to do that with PS4 too, and eventually. Um, in theory all of my collection is ps4 i mean for now the majority of my ps4 collection sorry is digital same here Uh, whereas the the entirety of mine i have never bought a single physical game i own a surprising amount of discs yeah you Um, really like discs no i i I really don't but like uh, i own a surprising amount of i gave you one of them you gave me one (laughs) and i purchased a bunch to just like i don't know i don't know why uh i used to always just wander around walmart and shit oh 20 bucks yeah why not yeah um yeah Play it once, never touch it again. Uh, <laughs> and I used to like the second-hand game stores a lot. It's just so much cleaner. It you know, is. Both physically and mentally, I find. It is. The, the only downside is if you want to play a game with a friend, then you have to wait three hours to download it again. Yeah, um, true. Which true. has happened a significant amount of times in my recent past. Uh, I believe it. Like, yeah. past couple of months, yeah. I've tried. I don't know. Um, and I do own Dying Light on disc and that was able to just boop yeah it's look a good at point. that yeah. Uh, yeah hey hey let's play some of that uh I, yeah so i mean whatever let's uh yeah i guess it's just interesting because you know they they have they there was obviously no plans to stop them allowing people to re-download at the mm-hmm. moment right but it just it made me think for the first time because i used to when i was like an, an early apple adopter and I would and I would always get all my songs digitally too. I'd be right. like, I don't really have to worry about this because you know, essentially, I'm buying this for however long the Apple company exists. Right. And it at the time, I'm like, it seems like that's not they're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, like or at least not anytime, even remotely soon. Right. Right. But it just kind of made me think for the first time ever, will that eventually become a problem? I actually, just right? uh, just talked with someone the other day, and she was talking about how uh, she's always been iPhones and everything, and tons of money on music and shit and now she's switched over to samsung and she lost it all huh. <laughs> she hasn't she's like oh, i fucking biggest downside you mean just because she could transfer over to just because she switched out she doesn't have apple music or whatever yeah. anymore on her thing and that uh, is how that works yeah yeah um, yeah although if she gets crafty she could fix it you can actually download your songs and you can translate them into mp3 files using like audio software i wouldn't think she probably couldn't um but <laughs> yeah that's pretty advanced level <laughs> I mean, I edit the podcast. Yeah, so exactly. So you, you could probably... I had to figure that out yeah. so that I could pirate songs into intros. Hmm. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, you'll be editing that. <laughs> exactly. So it, it just made me think about that for the first time. But I don't I don't give a shit about the fact that the stores are closing. It's completely uh, just like, if anybody is still playing, like, is, is still buying these things, then it's kind of like, 
what were you expecting? Yeah, like to did do? you did you expect this to last forever? Or uh, I mean, I mean, we're like the, two generations past now. The fact that right? they're close. Like, well, that's it, right? Like, so yeah. I mean, are you mad that they don't make Sega Genesis shit anymore? The new yeah. games on yeah. don't come out on Sega Genesis. Like, yeah. come on. One thing that is a valid point is that uh, I did see some. Um, some journalists pointing out that this is really nasty for companies who still produce these games mm. and rely on the income. And they're both, I feel like they're both right and wrong. And to be specific, in this particular case, I think that, as far as I know, with the exception of a cup, maybe a couple people, I think that Sony basically didn't tell anybody developing this mm. was happening. Yeah, no, right? I think you're right. I think yeah, you're right. I, heard I think there was about... one privileged developer that like got to know somehow. I don't know why, but like in general, this was a sh- this was announced at the same time for them as it was for the general public, mm. right? So that fucking sucks. Yeah, like for a company to just be like, by the way, you know, now you can't do this anymore. Yeah, like, and it's happening in a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Sacred Symbols podcast, Colin was saying how um, they became a PlayStation developer too, right? Mm-hmm. And he loves Vita, so they actually are developing their games for PS4, PS5, but also Vita. Mm-hmm. And Sony let them buy a dev kit, which was like a couple, probably like a couple of months ago or two months ago, hmm. and so, like sold them a dev kit. And didn't that's say shitty. any. That's pretty shitty. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So from that angle, I. I mean, I totally get that. Like yeah. they yeah. should be more more open with their partners. Yeah. You know? Like I guess yeah. <laughs> they're not just consumers. It's like you you know they rely on their development partners and like yeah. you should maybe tell them. Yeah. But, well, they're um, also getting rid of the the, uh, the videos, right? Yeah. Movies and stuff. That's and, true. Um, that's true. But that was just one of many sites to distribute that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not kind of like some people put their games only on Vita. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no, they definitely seem to be streamlining their, um, I don't know what you call it, departments. You know, also on the Sacred Symbols podcast, Colin was saying um, it would really suck to be a small developer who makes their games for PS3 and PS Vita and was about to release a game and is like expecting the income from that. Mm-hmm. And that's true. But if you're a small developer who is still making games for PS3 and Vita then and expecting income from them... You kind of... Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't then really clearly, agree with that. Like, yeah, I mean... You're not in it for the money. You're not going to be successful, obviously, because these are not alive systems anymore. No. So, so, you know... Yeah. Yeah. I don't get that. Neither do I, but um, yeah, anyways. It's happening. Yeah. So listen, if you have any PS3 and PS Vita games that you really want to buy before it closes... Do it. Do it now. (laughs) Buy them all. Because you can can re-download them at the moment in in perpetuity. So, you know. Who knows how long that'll be, though? I don't know. It's a really good question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It may be like I can understand uh, Sony really wanting to just shut down financial aspects of you know the, all the departments that handle these transactions. Yeah, it probably like, cost them a pretty penny to keep it open, totally. and they probably don't make very much in return. Exactly, just exactly. like the videos. But just having like a place where you can re-download them, it's maybe just like a repository in a yeah, data bank somewhere. I would imagine. You know, it's yeah. maybe so little overhead that it's like who cares? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, we'll have to see. Hmm. Yeah. So that takes us along to the news. We have got, I said it before, I can't remember now, one, two, three, four, five, seven. six, seven? Yeah, seven little news things here. Um, we'll start with number one, which is Resident Evil Village Showcase announced for April 15th. I mean... What do you think? I think it looks cool. Kind of excited. It's pretty much just the headline. I mean, like, there's not too much to say about it, right? Like, Not really, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Great. The first showcase had a demo just for PS5, the oh, Maiden demo. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and it was like a sort of a story demo, like a non-gameplay focused, just story building demo. Uh, and then they said they were, that another demo was going to come for all platforms later. And I was like, for sure, that's going to be the second event, and they're going to drop it on the same day that it happens, like mm-hmm. for sure. And also, uh, it was data. I think data mine that. Um, the PSN store has demo files for something to do with Resident Evil. Okay. And the showcase is coming on the 15th, so... So, hey. Well, that's in a couple Clearly, of days, Clearly, that's... Right? Uh, it's totally in a couple of days, yeah. By the time this actually goes up, uh, this will be out. Is that right? What are we today? The 7th? Sunday the 9th, I think. 10th. 9th? Yeah, by the time this uh, this actually comes out, it's going to be out. It'll be 11th. So... Curious. I very wait. curious. Can't wait yeah. to hear. Yeah, uh, this is... I mean, I, I get, like you said, you know, not much is... It's there's, there's not much known about this. They didn't say exactly what it is. Mm. Yeah, Capcom from their Twitter account, brace yourselves for the next Resident Evil Showcase, which goes live April 15th at 3 p.m. PDT, 11 p.m. BST. Once again, hosted by Brittany Brombacker, at Blonde Nerd. She was uh, interesting. 
Uh, watch the teaser below for more info and join the Resident Evil Reverse open beta test while you wait. Mm. Uh, you cannot join the open uh, Resident Evil <laughs> Reverse open beta test because it did not work because of matchmaking. Uh, but hopefully, again, by the time this comes out, maybe they will solve that. And uh, I still want to try the beta with you. Yeah. Just just because. I mean, even if it's just for like an hour. Could be cool. Yeah. I mean, what, just to see. You know, like, uh, it's going to be free with the game, so yeah, who right, cares? Right, right. So, yeah, that's basically all there is to say. So, well, something to look forward to. Keep your eyes peeled. Looks sounds cool. Yeah, I'm going to watch probably the whole thing. You know, all these companies are doing like their own like sort of mini announce videos and presentations. Mm -hmm. And most people seem annoyed by them. But And I, I get that. But for some reason, I I don't know. Capcom has like so much goodwill for me. Yeah. That like I kind of just watch everything they make and like love everything they do. I don't know. You like, still have faith. You know, unlike CD Projekt also, Capcom has not fucking once ever promised anything they haven't done right like they have never said something that has like not come to pass after and like they ne they've never burnt my uh, hmm. my goodwill on any so yeah the excitement's real with this one kind of yeah yeah, yeah. fair yeah. enough i mean yeah. come on yeah and I, i'm excited for the game it's coming out soon it's like may 21st i want to say but i, I can't remember okay that's so, isn't yeah. it yeah i know it's pretty soon mm -hmm. yeah it's not far away man yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you're interested too, check out the demo. Like, it, it could be cool. Yeah. It's allegedly it's going to be a gameplay demo this time. Okay. So. Nice. Nice. Yeah, something to look forward to. Um, so that brings us along to number two, which is Children of Morta free family trials update. <laughs> mm -hmm. Getting dirty looks from Teague. No, no, it's not dirty. They're just, you know. If you're doubting that's, that this is news, that's because you're correct. This is not news. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares about this game. Um, but you do, obviously. Yeah, the only reason why this is here is because I love Children of Morta. I think it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, I want more people to play it if I can, if I can help to so make that happen. Yeah. Um, and this uh, Family Trials update does not sound at all... It's nothing crazy. It's like some sort of uh, endless dungeon mode, effect effectively. You have like a, a tr um, you know, like a tower to climb or some shit. Mm -hmm. have waves of enemies gets harder. Blah blah blah. Different progression system for just within it. That's like sounds maybe interesting. But the reason why I wanted to highlight this is because this is one of the best um, supported games post-launch that I've seen in a really long time. Uh, because I've been following this game since it came out, which I want to say is about a year ago, and they have super consistently. There's just been constant updates about Children of Morta, whether it's bug fixing um, or patching stuff, adding things in. They also added like extra like events into the game several times. Okay. They something like six months after the game came out, they added an entirely new character. Hmm. And this game is like to give you an idea, it's like a top-down dungeon crawling. It's really cool. Like I strongly suggest anyone who likes this kind of game go check it out. I think it's amazing. Um, it also tells story in one of the best ways I've seen. It's a roguelike. Right, with like randomly generated dungeons, but it manages to tell a really good story. It kind of did it before Hades did. Okay. If that makes sense. Like, not exactly the same thing that Hades is doing, but the idea of developing the story between runs that like progresses and progresses and progresses. Okay. So it doesn't matter if you succeed or fail, you still get story, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and uh, it's like a kind of like a Diablo style. Right, right. You can play with a, a friend too, like nice. it's couch co op. And all the characters are super unique, and they even added a new, completely free character at some point in time that was with all the bells and whistles, and just, you know, these are all free updates, there hasn't, hasn't been That's no... Nice. Yeah, no, they, they seem really cool. They did, like, a some sort of, I'll get the name wrong, but I want to say, um, is it do Dogs and Paws, or, like, Paws deal? Some DLC related to, it was to do with, like, an animal charity, okay. and it was a DLC where it's just, like, you can, you can uh, pay them money as a microtransaction if you want, and it all goes to this... Uh, that's like cool. Animal charity, and you get some sort of funky animal avatar in the game. Completely That's cosmetic. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, they just, uh, they're a really cool developer. Um, the game's like 20 bucks, too, so it's not, you know, it's not a pricey game. break the bank, yeah? No, no, really beautiful art style, too, but anyways. Nice. So, yeah, it just, it, it, seeing this reinvigorated my interest for Children of Morta, and I was like, why did I never keep playing that game? And it's one of those things where it's like, my buddy Matt was over... And we were like, like you are a lot of the time. We're like, well, what are we going to play? Mm. We found this game. We booted it up. We were like, this is genius. Where has this been? Like, I love it, you know. But we like kind of made a pact to just play it together. Mm. So then he left. And then sure enough, like a year later, we've never played never the game played again. again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It made me think like maybe I'll just break the, uh, break the pact, break the and, pact uh, yeah. and leap in or something. Okay. But uh, anyways, uh, it's a cool game. Yeah. Nice. I just wanted to shine a bit of a light on that. Fair enough. And you want to take us through uh, April's 
Number three. April's free games for PS Plus. Yeah. Um, well, nothing too exciting. I mean, I, the games are uh, awesome. Yeah, uh, the games are No, awesome. no, I just mean like not too exciting because every month there are free games for PS Plus. Yep. This month's happened to be pretty good. Uh, Days Gone and uh, Zombie Army 4. Uh, Days and Gone. Oddworld. Oh, what's that there? Oddworld Abe's Odyssey is free on PS5. Oh, Only PS5. on PS5. PS5, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but that's, cool. a, that's a big game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's PS5 exclusive. Hmm. But that I can't remember. But it's only free for PS5. That's curious. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, Days Gone was a, was a neat game. Uh, single player, zombies, very neat. But uh, I didn't put in the time. I didn't put in the time it deserved or for, or I should have, for spending $80. Uh, <laughs> like, mm. Not even close. I think, though, that game, if you could play that with a friend, would be one of the coolest games ever. Uh, yeah, it's a little surprising they never had a multiplayer for that. Yeah. We're gonna shoe in, but yeah, cool game. The zombie, uh, zombie army four, co-op, single player. I think there's a story too. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, um, it's kind of like a B movie. Uh, yeah, it's B movie zombie stuff. Right? It's spoofy. It's spoofy as hell. Like, um, but pretty cool. Uh, You've I've, played some of them before. I think I played one the second one, maybe or maybe the first one. Even I, I don't really know. For like ten minutes, and it was fun. But um, again, I was by myself, and like you know. You get tired of shooting zombies pretty quick, yeah. or I did, anyways. And um, yeah, I think with friends though, this could be uh, a lot of fun. I totally. just downloaded it earlier. Yeah. I'm gonna try it out later tonight. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it's not my style, but I'm still thinking about it. But I mean, just to run around with friends again. Yeah. Like uh, I don't think it's a huge game. I think are they first person? No, third. Okay. Yeah, I think it's sort of got a Left 4 Dead kind of vibe to it in terms of like waves moving on stuff but it's again third instead of first and uh i don't know it looks cool i'm gonna yeah. try it out it's yeah. a freebie days gone pretty awesome for a freebie I they're mean, big titles yeah you know it's, it's a good uh, and i think odd world is huge for people who i don't really like that franchise but i think it has a, a lot of people lot who like offer, it yeah yeah i know yeah, it's a big month that's it just wanted to highlight that yeah um i'm gonna like, try I mean, it out later for sure yeah kind of like none of these games are for me but I still think it's a really, really good offering for... Yeah. They're for most people. Yeah. You know, like, Days Gone is very, like, public or crowd-pleasing, sort of wander-around, messed-stuff-up-zombie thing. Open world. Yeah. yeah it's, some, like, some kind got of, a lot to offer. Yeah, some kind of original dynamics, too, you know? Like, uh, the, the Horde dynamic is, I think, was one of the first times. Um, yeah, I believe you're right, yeah. It was cool. Cool. Well, should we move on to number, yeah. number yep. four? Uh, so, yeah, that takes us to number four, which is... Uh, Assassin's, I have a typo here, Assassin's Creed narrative director leaves Ubisoft. Just to rattle off real quick, so his his credits include, he is, um, I think, the narrative lead, or an, or some sort of, he's either a writer or a narrative director. I think he's actually had writing credits on most of them, lead writer, regular writer, and then at the end, towards the end, he has a narrative director title. Okay. Uh, but basically, it looks like he's a story guy. He's right, a, he's right. A, he's a, he's a, yeah, he's a and story And the stories plot. are pretty cool. Yeah, well, I was going to hear. Let's, uh, I want to hear about that, but let's just, I'll re read this off real quick. So he's worked on Assassin's Creed 2 Discovery. That's uh, 2009, st starts in 2009. Assassin's Creed Bloodlines, Assassin's Creed Lost Legacy, Assassin's Creed Recollection, Assassin's Creed Revelations, Assassin's Creed Embers, Assassin's Creed 3, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Unity, Assassin's Creed Origins, and finally Valhalla. Okay. Um, so just to give an example of he really... Yeah, okay, actually, <laughs> the some of the cooler stories uh i found were in um the one in england the game syndicate okay i thought he worked on syndicate but no no syndicate a lot of these i'm actually unfamiliar with oh yeah 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 i don't you know um, i'm not in discovery bloodlines lost legacy <laughs> recollection oh lost legacy was canceled but um, he was the lead writer on that it was okay canceled. but recollection revelations Embers, I don't, I'm unfamiliar with They could be mobile or PSP games or something. They might or? be smaller, because they did yeah. do a bunch of small games too. Yeah. Like they did one in India, one in Russia, one in like yeah. all over the place. So yeah. I'm not familiar with those. I am familiar with uh, Origins, Flag, Unity, Origins, Black Valhalla. Flag, and um, 3. But yeah, so listen, I mean, the headline is basically just, you know, he announced his departure after about 10 years of working on Sats Creed games, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I, I mean, was there any... Um, bad blood or anything uh, as to why he was leaving or it was just not that he out said of nowhere yeah not that he said done. just sounds like um i mean hey 10 years is a long time yeah it's also a lot of the same game <laughs> yeah. right a lot of the same series it i just kind of i assume he's just tired of like that's enough assassin's creed yeah. i'm good thank you 
Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he left the, like an. I think he announced this on his himself on his Twitter, and there's some sort of uh, small Twitter post about just basically thanking people and like, uh, you know, I'm off to something else. Thanks a lot. Like it's been great. You know, so long. Thanks for all the fish, kind of thing. I'd be curious to see um, what he does. Uh... Next? Yeah, well, I mean, since you have so much experience with the franchise, I was going to ask, yeah, how do you... Because I don't really know anything about these games. I've never actually... Still, not to this day, I've never played one. Can you speak to what the writer, narrative director would be like for these? Like, what, what you know... They they were pretty Do story- these stories matter to you, I guess is what I'm trying to say? Like, do you have an appreciation for them, or lack thereof? Or, you know, does story matter in Assassin's Creed games? I enjoy Talk them to for me the most it. part. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed them for the most part. Yeah, I think, uh, from what I can recall, yeah, they were pretty cool. The last one I played was Odyssey, which is not him, um, and I didn't try Valhalla. So, uh, but the other one, like Black Flag, was wild. It was great. Um, it was phenomenal. And Origins, like, also very cool story. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, okay. So they're not just playgrounds. You do like you do no, enjoy so, the story. The stories were really cool. And Syndicate, I thought, was actually one of the cooler ones because like Darwin was in it. Like all kinds. Okay. Of, they they bring in all kinds of people from history, right? Uh, and like just tweak things, you know, and shit like that. And it's fun. Um, huh. So it's like, oh shit, cool. it's you're doing a mission for Alexander Graham Bell or whatever, you know? Like uh, yeah, 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 I don't know. It's. Uh, I don't. I don't actually think that was one in any of them. But um, <laughs> well, that kind of thing. That kind of thing. Someone yeah. you recognize, you know, a name from history that you're like, oh shit. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so you're gonna help them with. I do remember in Syndicate, you do have to do submissions and help Darwin out. Okay. Uh, which was cool, you know. Like, that is cool. Uh, I yeah. don't know. That's really interesting. And I... all of them were like that, though. Like, okay. all of them touched on real people in history. Uh, and uh, you know, how accurate? Uh, okay. You know, I, I, I wouldn't think. I don't know. I mean, are they supposed to be? I don't you know. Like, well, I, I kind of don't it, think so. You know, like, like but... they're supposed to feel correct. Right. They're not supposed to be like I don't actually. Think, I don't think they're telling a story or anything like that. You know, yeah. but um, but they were really neat. And uh, I cool. think uh, as far as games go, like they were actually like some of the coolest in terms of story that I've oh, ever wow. experienced. You know, like uh, huh. so I don't know. I think this guy probably. Oh, I'm really glad I asked you about that because I've actually, I think I, I'm pretty sure I've never heard anyone talk about Assassin's Creed game story. Okay. You know, like every now and then, like, I think I remember my buddy Mike at some point in time saying like, oh, I love the like ship combat in Assassin's Creed 4 or something. Yeah, yeah, you know? Black but Flag. Was like like that, little yeah. things about the gameplay, but I've never actually heard anyone talk about the story in the games. That's why I was curious to ask oh. you about this. No, yeah. but there are all kinds of, again, people from history that it's just like, that's a part of, it's a side mission that you take on or whatever. And it's like, oh, well, you're helping so-and-so do something from history, you know, <laughs> and it's like... Huh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed them, though. And I, I just... I don't think there's ever been a game or a series that I played that had that much in the stories, you know? Like, uh... Oh, actually, no. That's not true. Uncharted. Okay. Uncharted. Similar. Lawrence, yeah, yeah, in some ways. T. Lawrence and stuff. And, uh... Yeah, no, that was very cool. Yeah, um, yeah. They're, they're, they're supposed to be, but they're known for being <clears throat> story games. And, and there are right? others. Rather than Assassin's Creed is kind of known for being gameplay games, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. No, the thing is, I don't play story games, so it's not fair for me to say that they were the best at it. it just, they were the, the best at it out of the games I played. For sure. Right. Like, uh, very cool, so... Well, that's neat. Uh, and I, I'm actually realizing now that I never even said this guy's name. My bad. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Well, I said he was the narrative director, but yeah, yeah. Darby, Darby McDer- McDevitt. Darby McDevitt, I think I'm saying that right. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting to, to hear you say that. Maybe he will do something interesting after. Yeah, I'm curious anyways. I yeah. Mean, like, uh... yeah, same here. Because, I mean, I saw this news article initially and I was kind of like, mm. I mean, as not a fan of Assassin's Creed, I was like, specifically their narrative director, like, I guess who cares? I don't know. Like, I just know nothing about it, right? Well, so they're all like... over the place. And that's what's so cool about them is like, yeah. um, you know, the Black Flag had to do with, I'm pretty sure that was the War of Independence. I'm pretty sure. Or maybe that was three. Black Flag is the Pirates one. Or two. I, one of them had to do with the War of Independence. I you do had, remember that happening. Yeah. You had... Um, Origins was ancient Egypt. You had uh, Odyssey was the Peloponnesian War. Uh, Syndicate was like Jack the Ripper times. Oh, that's um, cool. Like like Victorian England. Kind yeah. Of? yeah, and you're cool. you're a street gang. Um, <laughs> it's super cool. Lots of awesome um, English accents, I would imagine. Dude, it was just it was really cool because <laughs> like again they touch on a time period in a place and then they pull up whatever they can from 
history and they're like oh we're gonna throw this shit in here like for sure yeah um and it's just cool uh, sure i don't know i really appreciated it all right well listen i mean we'll report back if we hear what this guy works on yeah yeah for sure i'll, I'll keep my eye out um so that takes us to n- number five i think five yeah yeah number five uh, so this is a day before uh, exclusive official gameplay trailer so yeah basically this is just um this is a game we covered before uh, in very brief capacity. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what episode it was on, but I think this is one of the ones that maybe came out of one of the Game Awards announcements things. Can't remember. I Either think Gamescom so. or Video Game Awards. Sounds about right. Um, but yeah, before it was announced, there was a really small trailer. There was like nothing known about the studio in advance, and then suddenly there's this incredibly polished gameplay trailer that is like, what? Like, that kind of was kind of out of left field. Mm-hmm. So now this is the second thing to come out about this game, and it's actually an IGN exclusive, which is really cool for them. Mm-hmm. That's a great get. But um, yeah, you can go check this out if you're interested. Uh, this, there's a about a 13-minute clip of, um, I presume, the devs, I don't know, playing uh, the day before. Uh, and this is a sort of post-apocalyptic co-op PvP survival game that is being billed as an MMO, but looks a bit more like DayZ than it does an MMO to me. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of. Um, kind like, of. rather than World of Warcraft or something. Like, mm-hmm. It looks way more like those survival games. It you know, kind of does to me. Air quotes. Yeah. yeah, and it's by FNTastic. Am I saying that right? Yeah, FNTastic, which is Russian, uh, out of Yakutsk. And they've previously made a couple other games that I've never heard of. The Wild Eight right, yeah. and Radiant One, I think, they said. Yeah, I never heard Names of Names that mean nothing to me, but... Um, yeah, so this you know, new trailer... It looks nuts. I don't know. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, no, it looks pretty crazy. I mean, um, but again, I just, I don't trust anything this early. I'll be impressed when I see the end result. Uh, Until then, I'm like, I keep my hopes way down. I just don't trust anything. When it comes to this, you know, like, look at what we've done. And like, okay, when it's actually finished, then I'll I'll, uh, believe it. Yeah, like we were saying earlier, I mean, I think I have less experience with, like, pre-release stuff than you do. Mm -hmm. um, Just in general, but... I was uh, I was blown away. I was like, this looks so polished and so perfect. Like, like mm-hmm. it looks completely like release ready. From it looks the... too good to be true. Kind of to me. Yeah. For an unfinished but product. also, he's clearly playing, so it's like it can't be that much of an illusion because, you know, I don't know. Yeah, like yeah. Be an awfully long demo to manufacture. Thirteen minutes. I mean, that's a lot of gameplay. It is. Yeah. Well, anyways, I mean, you can go check it out. Like, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. It looks kind of like, I mean, I, w- I would, sounds to me like a sort of a halfway between, I don't know, like Last of Us combined with Daisy, combined with like Resident Evil. I don't know what to say. Like, no, maybe just Last of Us with, uh, like, with Daisy. Maybe, of yeah. Post apocalyptic zombie co op, uh, PvP. Um, other players can kill you. We know that, although mm-hmm. we don't know in what capacity or how it works. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Yeah, no, it looks interesting. I'm, uh, I'm going to keep there. my eyes out. But, Same uh, here. But again, I just don't trust it because it looks too good. I guess. Yeah. I mean, listen, go check it out. Make 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 a decision for yourself. But also, they're making I kinda stuff think it for looks PS5 too good. now, right? Yeah, that's so, true. So, I mean, maybe that's just what PS5 looks like. Though. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Although this specific game, I mean, and we're trying not to get too excited uh, because it's actually only for Steam at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just assume that it's eventually going to... I mean, if it looks that good, I can't see how it would ever not come to console. But like you said, maybe it won't look that good. You know, like, I, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe on Just console it looks way worse, you know? Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Cool video, though. Yeah, very cool. Um, so that takes us to number six, which is, uh, yeah, E3 2021 plans announced. Right. So I lumped that in with um, yeah the San Diego Comic-Con stuff and Gamescom, which we previously didn't discuss, just because... Uh, well, first, I actually I thought this was that E3 had announced live... Uh, live stuff, mm. and I realized after that it was not. It was. It was totally. It's actually totally digital. I don't know where where I got that idea. Just misread something. Right. But um, Gamescom and uh, and uh, San Diego Comic Con are having allegedly live events. Um, That'd be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Do I just give my like sort of like anti COVID speech now, or if you want. <laughs> I really have much else to say about it other than that, you know. Other than COVID sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what I was discussing with Teague earlier was that um, I guess to give just enough uh, background to be for relevance, um, I'm a little what's the word politically, socially, and ethically opposed to much of the um, quarantine and curfew practices that we have in Canada and more specifically Quebec. Quebec. Yeah. Um, and 
in light of that, uh, I kind of see these um, actual live plans being announced for Comic-Con San Diego and Gamescom as what to me is kind of like a really nice um, sort of people trying to resist the effects of COVID. And by that, to be very specific, I don't mean uh, like rallying against the like sort of, you know, having outcry in terms of what we're doing about it or anything. I just mean in terms of the human resilience and spirit coming back and being like, you know what? These events are really important to us and we're going to try and do them no matter what. Trying to return to some normalcy a few years later doesn't seem like a terrible idea. Exactly. Even if it doesn't go through, mm. at least it's people trying to make it go exactly. through. And that, for me, is a win. Yep. No matter what. Gotta give them uh, some respect. That's, that's and, my, and my politics. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Um, It'd be good. Yeah, it would be really, it would be really good. Um, I I love Gamescom. I think it's a fun. I like when we covered it. I mean, we we already have history. We covered it last time. Hmm. You know, like it would be really fun to cover it again and have it be actually yeah, yeah. live. People can see shit. You know, like mm -hmm. to a point. I guess know, it wouldn't really like, make too much difference to us, right? Watching it on the screen, but no, it's just the spirit of the thing. Mm -hmm. Plus, also the more things get relegated to digital only, uh, the greater the chances of them just disappearing forever. Yeah, permanently definitely right definitely. which everyone assumed would happen with e3 which mm -hmm. is why it's kind of interesting that it's actually that they have announced that they will do it mm -hmm. um that's cool i mean i'm i'm happy that e3 is is going on i i you know this is unrelated to the covid stuff like e3 is a i think a really you know people debate this all the time i think it's in a really important convention for the industry to just gather people together, kind of. Yeah, so you don't have a million little bullshit shows of, you know... Yeah, that, totally that. And also, it gives people a point of focus. Mm. You know, it's like, it just it just serves to, like, sharpen people's minds toward a thing every year. Yeah, be ready for E3. Yeah, be ready, know? like, where they know stuff is going to happen. And, mm. like, sure, most of the show will be boring, but, like, there's always one or, or two fun things. Or lies, yeah. whatever. Look what we got know? coming out in three years. Maybe I just like festivals, you know? Like, maybe it's just the part of me that likes festivals where I'm like, you know what? It's people getting together, talking well, about stuff they like. something that you like, too, right? I sure. mean, like, it's on an interesting topic. Like, totally. Uh, so, no, for totally, sure. Totally, totally. Um, and, yeah, so in terms of the actual E3 news, uh, there isn't that much. There were some rumors that um, select parts of the show were going to be behind a paywall. Uh, those have since been debunked by the uh, E. I, I'm about to say E3 Commission. It has a name. It's not the E3 Commission. Mm -hmm. um, but I it basically say is the E3 Commission. It basically is. I think it's Entertainment Software Association ESA, uh, and then E3 is Electronics Entertainment Expo. But yeah, they debunked um, rumors that parts of the show are going to be behind paywalls. Uh, maybe like select demos to only to people who pay, or like um, mm -hmm. parts of showcases to people who pay. Ironically, you know, and most people are like, that's so crazy that they would announce paywalls. Thank God they said they're not going to do it. I actually think that that would be a good idea. Because I kind of feel like if this is going to be a digital digital only show, well, they have to make money, right? Like, if they're not going to be able to, like, because part of the reason why E3 worked is because it was in a giant press conference, yeah, and a yeah. giant conference center. Well, and let these, these um, you know, uh, video game media companies uh, pay for you know, have something that's exactly in demand. Yeah, yeah. They had to pay to go, and the so, tickets were very expensive. Yeah, and people so, would be. Yeah, I don't know. I think. It's, yeah, like it seems clear that they would need to monetize it somehow. I don't know what the best answer for that is, but like having paywalls for like parts of the thing. Sponsors, I guess. I don't in know. some ways, it's cool. It could even be cool because it could let maybe people like me or you get through some of those paywalls like a regular person. I mean, it may make it more accessible for some people who are not in the media, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be totally free. It's digital only. It's happening over like f four days to a week, I think. Mm. Um, a bunch of companies are on board. Uh, Capcom is on board. Konami, I think, is on board. Sony, Nintendo is on board. Uh, sorry, not Sony. Microsoft and Nintendo are on board. Sony is conspicuously absent. Uh, but they had previously stated that they were not interested in in going to E3 any, anymore or, or this year. But there's a pretty impressive list of developers who are already on board. Okay. Or sorry, uh, companies uh, who are already on board. And it can grow too before, like that list can grow before it happens. Nice. Uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, no, I'm, I think that's it's a it. good thing. Yeah, me too. And like I said, you know, the San Diego Comic Con and the <coughs> Gamescom stuff. Just happy that some somebody is trying to do something. Anything, you know, like anything. Anything. Uh, any, anything is good. Anyone okay. trying to acknowledge that the old way we used to do things it has value mm -hmm. and is worth preserving, I am going to support. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, it. I'm with you. Point for now. Um, and uh, is that it? Or do we have... I think that's pretty much all we have to talk about. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's all we got. 
you want to talk about what you've been playing? Yeah, sure. Why not? I meant to ask. I I, uh, I just have a giant question mark for you this week. Well, I've just been. Sheet. I've just been. Uh, I'm doing a little bit of Hunt Showdown. Not as much as I'd like to, but uh, good times. Amazing game. Dipping best your foot in. Best game ever. Um, <laughs> it's pretty fucking awesome. I don't know about best game ever, but it is absolutely amazing. And it really is. Like again, once you get over that harsh, 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 horrible learning curve. Yeah. It opens up to be like so 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 good yeah um so yeah i i've just been messing around with that a little bit and just my regular old a uh, little bit of uh red dead messing around here and there <laughs> with the buddy and uh yes yeah, should good... we have a segment at some point in time where you read troll messages you get from red from red <laughs> yeah would that be some... too controversial or i don't know i mean someday yeah <laughs> I, I, i'll go through them all because there's a lot I mean, um, I gotta be honest, like, I, not much has put me in stitches being around you, like some of the things some you've of read. The, my God, some of the messages are so wild. People are, oh, wow. Like, I don't know. Um, it's something. Yeah, people take games uh, <laughs> to a whole nother level. This is um, why I'm sad about I don't have Cyberpunk multiplayer. Yeah. I, yeah, I wish yeah. I could get troll messages like that. Yeah, that well, no, so it, takes, great. it takes specific behavior to get that, though. You need to <laughs> be true. into stealing hats and running away. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't shoot people. You do not shoot people. You don't don't kill anybody for any reason. <laughs> but when you tie them up and run away, they take it as if you just like kicked their kitten. Um, <laughs> it is crazy how mad people get, and like it's just you know a playful roping, um, maybe a theft of a hat. But um, <laughs> yeah, the hate. Oh boy, um, from all over the world too. I've gotten, I've gotten a lot of Portuguese hate, too. A lot of Portuguese hate. I had to translate that shit. Um, <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really breaks down barriers. Dude, absolutely. Red Dead Online, bringing people together since 2000 and something. Yeah, Conan, too, I've gotten some hate. Um, but, yeah, there's a, Brazil has a huge gaming uh, community. Yeah. Like, they're massive. Fascinating. Like, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, I worked on a few Brazilian Portuguese movies recently, and... I got. I mean, I can say that I've never really seen a lot of gamer culture depicted there. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I know very little about. It. I've never been to Brazil. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah, no, yeah. me neither. But, uh, but apparently, it's gaming is very big there. Okay. And uh, yeah, well, Portuguese hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty fun. It is. <laughs> to be honest, it is. I've gotten all kinds. All kinds. I think I even got some German ones. <laughs> but yeah, so just some Red Dead and and uh, Hunt Showdown. Uh, cool. How about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much just what I've already said, Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Cyberpunk, that's it. And I've been reading up on the RPG, like, uh, pretty often. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. so hopefully we'll get into a little bit of that later, maybe. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I really... It's just a fun game to mess around in. It really is like Grand Theft Auto. My girlfriend has been teasing me constantly about... She calls it... Uh, she gets the name wrong a little bit, but she calls it Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's always like, are you playing Grand Theft Auto again? And it, it really got me to realize after a while, like, it basically is exactly like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, it's set in a cyberpunk world, right? Like Pretty much. It's first person. That's almost the only difference. And it's right. like, if you look quickly at the cyberpunk world, it pretty much looks like GTA also. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you just take a passing glance, you know... But it's fun. I mean, again, I think I'm probably going to get... I'm getting about ready to stop playing um, yeah. and maybe just wait for a better console. I need to take a break, too. It's been a long time. I've played, like, about 60 hours. I mean, it's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. The game's freaking huge. Mm-hmm. Like, if I actually did everything, I'd probably play for at least 120 hours. Okay. Like, maybe 200. I don't know. Hmm. Like, it's... There's a lot of little side quests and just nonsense. Hmm. It's like you drive around in an area and like a bunch of like things will pop up for like stuff going on. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The driving's really fun. I really like driving around the city and just like in kind of in soaking in the atmosphere. Yeah, it's mm. pretty cool. Even on terrible last gen, you know, like it still looks pretty cool. Nice. But nice. uh yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. That's what I got. So I guess should we wrap it? Oh uh, yeah, I guess so. Cool. Well, uh thank you for recording to you. Thank you, Josh. And uh thank you all for listening. And uh that was episode twenty two. Yeah, we'll see, see you next, next week. Time. Bye-bye. Bye for now.